and then call him up like, hey, remember when I said I needed you? I need you now, man. Welcome to the Homer Kent Experiment, episode 024, support group. So guys, I have this hypothesis that men in in general are we're pretty uh bad at um being involved in these support groups but at the same time it's something that we really need it's something that we really desire mm-hmm. now okay. does that ring true to you so by support group you mean like uh aa alcoholics anonymous or small group at church or uh, just like buddies hanging out for coffee like um, guys I'm, need think, other guys. I'm thinking more like buddies hanging out for coffee, but I mean, it, it could become a broad okay. uh, idea. Let's touch yeah, I'm on pretty bad church. at that. <laughs> Let's touch on that church one for a minute. I think one of the purposes of the church is to build each other up and support one another. Um, so then I'm curious if you guys have ever, when have you felt most at home in a church? And what do you think it was that helped you feel connected and supported. You know, Sandy and I'll talk about this a lot because, so I don't know about you guys. We don't host a lot of people at our house. So I'm always like, Hey, let's have people over, over every day. And Sandy's like, I've been watching the kids all day and our house is dirty when it's like spick and span. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just exhausted and I, I totally get it. So it's, so we just don't get to, have people over very much no okay steve yeah that's a that's a good train of thought though because i've had that thought too and there, there's something in my mind that's always that always tells me like when i turn that corner when i'm at a place in life where it's like you know uh i just we feel like our house is the place to host like we we've got what everyone wants to come hang out and have a good time like that that will be that will be become something that makes that like a little bit better of a situation or, or whatever. And, and, you know, there's something in my mind that tells me like, no, there's no way that, that, that there's some magic bullet that's just going to make everything better. It's but an air it, hockey it is, table. Buy yeah, air ho- okay. Well, I hadn't, I hadn't considered that. So now I, I know it's a sure thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, but, but yeah, like I know that that's not the answer, but, but it is a thought that I have that's like, yeah, you know, I, I think the idea of hosting and, and just making people feel comfortable and everything um, that, that, that at least is desirable. Like I would like to, I would like to try that, to approach that. Um, Okay. So, so thank you, Kidron. That, that really, that's totally where I was going with it. So if I think back in my history of where did I feel, let's just start with not necessarily what's the most effective, but where do we even just feel more comfortable? Could we start there? Like, mm-hmm. where do you feel more comfortable? Obviously it's not walking into like a, a new building where you don't know anyone in there. The coffee's bad. And that, that's not where everyone feels most comfortable. But if I look back at my history, where did I feel most comfortable in a, in a new kind of fellowship type situation? Mm-hmm. Um, it was when my buddy, Nate, invited me over to his house. And I will always bring this up to my wife. They always had kids from their. So his dad was a pastor at the church where I started going to church. And uh, they are always having the kids over 
like the high schoolers, middle schoolers over to their house. And the thing was, it's not like the house was really all that clean. And it's not like, you know, they, the family didn't have their infighting and lots of quarreling. And it's not like the kids were perfect. Mm-hmm. It's like there were flaws. But the fact, I, the fact is they, they weren't trying to cover it all up. Mm-hmm. And they weren't like, oh, we got to go into another room because Steve's here. Or Steve, can you walk outside for a second? So you automatically felt like, oh, I'm a part here. Mm-hmm. Like if they're willing mm-hmm. to like love each other and dislike each other in front of me, yeah, there. I feel I feel pretty comfortable here, and I and it wasn't perfect, but yeah. it, when I look back, that more than anything else, kind of like totally made me feel like sealed, like glued to yeah. to the church. Like, man, this mm-hmm. this is fantastic. And I think um, you were telling me that just last week they happened to be at an airport near you, and they wanted to see you. So that that relationship has lasted decades. Yep. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. They, they didn't have to come up here, but we came, showed them around and it's just great to have them. Every time I see them, it's, it, it, and it's because they, they opened up their home. They weren't worried about all the little, um, everything out of place and the, you know, the Pepsi cans that were lying around or whatever it was. It, it was a clean house, yeah. you know, it, it was fine, but, um, man, I just always look back to that and, and want my home to be like that, you know, where you see people's dirty laundry a little bit. Um, so whatever, whatever definition that is, that I think helps when you're not so worried about, does my couch look perfect? Do the pillows look so straight? Yeah, It seems like there's like this willing, just this willingness and openness there that a lot of what church seems like now is how can I look good enough to the people around me so that they think I've got it together versus how do I get involved in their life? Come on over. Let's do this little thing, even if it's little. Um, I'm, I'm curious, Kidron, have you had a church home that felt where you felt most connected and supported? Um, yeah, yeah. There's been times for sure um, where, where I've experienced that with different groups. I don't know if I've experienced it perfectly yet. And obviously that would be my fault, right? Because I could be the one to initiate but it's not in my nature really to do that. Now, yeah. I think my closest is probably what Steve was just talking about. Our our pastor at one of our churches, he was actually, I would call him an introvert. He wasn't somebody who would talk your ear off, but he was great at just making, uh, you know, asking some guys over, hey, this game's on, come on over, let's watch it. And there was something about just the time that that we were together that actually made us feel connected and then you know one guy has something a project he needs worked on and he asks guys to help him and then suddenly you feel connected to that guy because you just helped him with something or he helped yeah. you and then you know okay if my family's going through something those are the kind of guys i'm going to reach out to and you start to feel supported and connected yeah so so it seems like something outside of the church building like You're something right. it, outside it of a normal set time like hey prayer meeting thursday night at six o'clock yeah and we've had great uh small groups where that connection can start to happen although i found that once we had children it was much harder for me to fully put my mind into anything because i was always making sure the kids weren't destroying somebody's home (laughs) um so i actually like this uh, just this week i'm actually going to start this thing which i haven't done before at our new church here in this new town and that is to um 
go on a night where it's just the guys getting together uh, and, and then it, it switches off each week, right? Man, there I we go. I think that's going to be helpful. In the words of Timon, it starts, you think you know a guy. <laughs> I can see what's happening. <laughs> Josh is going to make new friends. Podcast is going to go down the tubes. Mm. It's all over now. Sorry, did I just say all that? <laughs> <laughs> Our trio's down to two. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, someone. Thank you, Kidron. Okay, so here's what I want to know, Josh. A bunch of these things that like you and your uh the the pastor had kind of initiated, how many of them were at nighttime? Like I've got a mini hypothesis inside Kitterin's broader hypothesis that nighttime I think you're right. has a way of like bringing out the, I, I don't know, the side of you that is not as buttoned up. You're yeah. right. You're right. And and we're just more like relaxed and easy to be around. I used to go to church with this guy and I just thought, man, I do not like him. I could get along with him. We respected each other. It was fine. But I thought I can just not be this guy's buddy. And then I want to went on a retreat with him and it was late at night. Everyone else is in bed. He's like, Hey, you want to play rummy? And we're playing rummy and we're just talking and he's got like droopy eyes. I could tell this is like way, this guy's like 30 years older than me. Mm -hmm. He's got droopy eyes and we're just talking, kind of joking around and stuff. And I thought, wow, never have I seen this side of this guy. Hmm. And it's like, you know, 11, 12 at night and uh i just thought nighttime is really a special time of of day to connect <laughs> with other guys do we think this uh, is an innate desire in humans like are we born with the need for some sort of a supportive community do you guys feel this i think so yeah i i don't i think it's as close as you can get to like just a universal desire i have met a guy who's like oh man and he was not the type to over-exaggerate too often. I think he probably was here, but he's like, oh, I could go off into the mountains and I would be happy. And yeah. I don't think, unless I unless it was my responsibilities calling me, that I'd ever want to actually leave. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are, haven't there been like zillions of studies showing what people do when they don't have human interaction? Yeah, I mean, it like usually they, ends poorly. Yeah, they all die. But that happens you, with people who meet people too. I think we all die in the end, Stephen. Yeah. Oh, good True. point. There, there is like <laughs> I, I think I fall pretty low on the spectrum. To be honest with you, I, I need like maybe I'm being naive here and I'm wrong, but I feel like I need like two or three people that I know I can count on. And other than that, I don't feel the need for giant group. Like I don't need a giant group. I need a small group. Kidron, we have to yeah. make sure he only makes one good friend at this church group because that still leaves room for you and me yeah. no because i've got my mom and dad and wife oh, and kids dang it so i've got them and then i need like you know you guys and maybe a local guy i can call up right and then i'm feeling pretty secure yeah i don't think it's i don't think it's about numbers it i mean we don't need a lot of different people i just think we need something that's real yeah so, so that's, that's a, a tough part. The magic is how do we make that happen? How do we make it happen? I think, yeah. We, that, I, and that's, what's so crazy about it is because I think we brought this up before, but like 
everyone in the world wants this. Mm-hmm. But it's so <laughs> it's like you can't make a connection. You can't force a connection on this thing that everyone wants. You know, like yeah. that that's such a crazy concept. Yeah, it's almost like lightning has to strike. And if it doesn't, you just got to give it time. I think we touched on that last time that time is is kind of your best friend here um, mm-hmm. because it is such a you, you can't define what happened. It's usually some weird story. Well, my bike fell into the water and this guy was just there. And then we got talking about how your bike falls into the water. And you remember the story I told you about my bike falling in the water. Yeah, well, that's where our friendship started. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. how we met. Now, Steve. That that was interesting that you were talking about, um, like, so it seems like you're more open to just people coming in and seeing your life as it is, uh, not polished and, and everything. Um, and I'm a little more on the other side where, um, and, and I just wonder, I, I guess I wonder if, uh, if there's a point, I, like, I think that I would feel that the same way you do, Steve but I just don't feel like I'm there yet. Like, I guess the way I would say is like my current situation, I don't feel like there's not enough of a, an accurate reflection of like who I really am or who my family really is like to where you would walk in to our house and just get a full understanding, you know, like, Oh, okay. This is what these people are about. So here's what I heard Kidron and I could be wrong, but it's that, Steve said he wants to have a home that's open. People are in and out of it. He doesn't worry too much about the mess. He wants them to see the real him in, right. in all of its glory. And it's good and right. it's bad. And you're feeling more like somebody. And I'll say, I feel like this too. I don't know if I want that. I want a friend like that, that I can go to, but I want my space. I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah. Right. So I wonder, I, I wonder why, what's the risk? What's, yeah, well, what, what's, what's the risk? Yeah. Yeah. So I, what, what Josh said is accurate, but then there's another layer to that too, which is, I think that there, there is a point at which I would feel comfortable with, with people coming in and, and just living life more like that with us. How many Where people would, in your life do you think you've gotten to that point with, Kidron? How many? Yeah. Uh, I mean, just a handful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not, you've not got, you've got, so you have gotten there, which is interesting. What was it you think that got to that point? Was it just time? Was it their personality? Do you have to trust them kind of before you can then show them the real you? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, uh, so you just made me think of one thing. I know one one thing that I always liked that um, that where I, I felt like um, there were just a few unique friends I had that would that would do this. But it, it would it was like they would just call me up to do very mundane things. And I always loved that, like, uh, hey, we're going to the grocery store. Want to come? <laughs> like when I was growing up, <laughs> I got to meet and these like, people. I just read an article about this kid during that. I don't remember the country, but uh-huh. in uh, I think it was Europe. It's much mm-hmm. more common for friends to to do their daily errands together. Yeah. 
Whereas here in America, we say you get your stuff done and then we do, uh, we, we go out to coffee with friends, right? We don't yeah. go to groceries together. Well, mm-hmm. I love the European way then. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, it takes all the pressure off. You don't expect to have a good time going to get groceries. And so it's just like, is that kind of how you feel about it, Kidder? And it's like, no, just normal expectations and it's going to be a blast um, versus, yeah, let's go to the beach and just have a totally amazing time. And it rains or nobody's there to play volleyball with, or it's just not that great of a time. And it's like, oh, that was a waste. Yeah. Yeah. There was something about it that made me feel a lot closer to those people because um, because I knew that this was just going to be something boring. And and it was like, I, yeah, I didn't care about that. It, it was like it was actually going to be more fun because we would like I mean, what was I doing anyways? Like they just called me on a whim to see if I'd be interested if, if I wasn't doing anything better you know and so um but but i just like the fact that they thought enough about me you know to to be like hey we're doing we happen to be driving right by his house you know um and if he's not doing anything like you know like they they just thought enough to to invite i want to be the friend yeah who does i i think that says something about you though kidron like i have a lot of friends who i would not do that with because i really i i feel this way i think it's accurate that they'd be like no i don't want to (laughs) go grocery shopping with you like kidron i feel like you'd be into that and that's why i love you it's like he 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 doesn't think he's so good that he should only be invited to like black tie events and amazingly fun things well i and and there is part of part of it is i i feel like it was them identifying something in me where it was like they knew that that would be something i would be into you know to just Mm -hmm. doing something stupid so Mm -hmm. i i do feel like it was like they reached a new level there it was like they they get me yeah kidron doesn't get out much (laughs) he wants to go to the laundromat (laughs) he'll think it's like disney world (laughs) it's like the foreign exchange student yeah Uh, yeah that's great no no but that's true It, it was just like the fact that they knew that I would I would totally accept something this silly. So let's test this hypothesis a little bit. Let's say that the three of us, we, we know these three guys, individuals who they don't know each other. We don't think they have the support in their life that they need. And we want to start something up. What will we do that we think could be effective in making a, a group that feels supportive and communal? Oh, okay, so I, I actually have a real life situation here. I've got a couple neighbor guys that they, they have other support. Like they've got their own family mainly and they've got like, uh, Mm -hmm. they've got things, but I'm wanting to develop something with them. And maybe this is more about me and less about them. Maybe they got all the support they need. I don't know. Um, But I I feel like at least in our neighborhood, it would be cool to have these guys that I believe are Christians as well. And um, they've got kids all around my kids, same age. And there's, it's like all the pieces are set for us to have a Mm -hmm. cool fellowship thing together. What do I do there to make that happen? How do I, how do I, how do I make it happen and make it beneficial Mm -hmm. and something that's not like, Oh man, we got another, you know, early Wednesday morning Bible study at five 30 that we don't want to wake up for, you know, to go over to Steve's house and eat, drink cold coffee that tastes nasty. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there's definitely a small talk area that I want to push past with things like that. And, but, but the more and more I think about it, you almost have to just do that. You have to get, you have to do that stage of the, of the process and then, but then keep going back to them, right? Keep doing the thing. And that's that time thing we're talking about. So like, if you have one cookout and you ask them over, you don't, you make sure it's not the only time that year that that happens. What else could we do? It, do you, do you, what do you, I think you'd, you'd want to know about them a little bit, right? You want to figure out what do I know about these people? What do I see them do for fun? A any ideas? You know, or, or maybe, maybe even not, maybe, maybe mm. you don't have to know things about them, mm -hmm. but, but just show them that you like them already. Cause I yeah. think that's, that's like the thing that really, uh, like if somebody feels like they're liked, without good, having Kendra. to earn it then it's like they're auto automatically more open and willing to be a part of the relationship and and you know what that actually may be like uh, what i was just talking about with liking somebody uh, that may be the key that's that's also so hard to do because you can't fake it and and i think we live in a time where well it's probably always been this way but especially now we're so aware of just with all the information that's out there and everything. Um, I think it's, I, I think people have to go through a lot of filters or a lot of barriers uh, to where we have our guard up at first for a long time to where we don't trust people. That's, mm. that's kind of the um, initial um, thing that we show people is like, you got to prove yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know how to shift gears there and you know there would definitely be times where it wouldn't be wise to um so that i think that there could be a big um part to to solving this whole issue within that concept though um i'm also wondering if maybe you don't start with something like lighthearted, like a cookout or a cornhole but instead you start with something actually serious like you you reach out to these people in some way that doesn't feel threatening to them and say, listen, we need to, we need to have some people we trust in this neighborhood and, and we seem to trust you. So we want you to know that if an emergency happens or you need help with something to reach out to us, could we do the same for you? Something, would that work? I don't know. I've never done that. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's a, that's a tough one. I, I think I think it, you can't uh, you can't go wrong with that if you mean it legitimately. If you go around to every house in the neighborhood and say that, right, <laughs> it's yeah. obviously waters it down. But if you really mean it, it, it seems like yeah, that's a good thing. That does that. That's not saying hey, let's be best friends. That's saying like something honest and true, and that'll that could help it along as well, though. Um, and then you almost need to follow up though with some some something that does help you all get to know each other yeah like stage a break into your house and then call <laughs> them up like hey remember when i said i needed you i need you now man <laughs> that like friends for life bring the taser <laughs> you what saved you me so okay so kidron the hypothesis is that men need on a deep level a uh, support group what does the bible say about it uh, you know, I, I was looking in Hebrews 10 chapter 10 and it says, 
And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Which he's talking to the early church there, but I think there's a lot of truth there just for men and uh, not neglecting to meet together, mm -hmm. you know, encouraging one another, meeting in love and in good works. Proverbs 27 uh, says, iron sharpens iron and what as one man sharpens another. And then Romans 12 says, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. So I think all three of those make it clear that this isn't a passive thing. This is an active thing that a Christian needs to do in their life, right? That, mm -hmm. that you're, that you're sharpening each other, that you're reaching out, that you're trying to outdo one another and showing honor, that you're not neglecting the other people. Yeah. And honestly, Josh, I like those verses because they seem to kind of simplify the whole question. Like I can get down in the weeds is what's the best way to make best friends with my neighbors. But we're talking about, you know, Kidder and I feel like his main big question was how do you, what are the, what are the traits that make these things successful and what are the traits that make some of these you know meetings we go to to connect with other guys just bad and it seems like if, if you go into it with a simple mind like i'm going into this to be sharpened and to sharpen others you know you take a you take a scripture uh like that and say that's my goal and you're you're like intentional about that it's 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 almost got to be like every other guy there has to be a total dud and just be there to talk about football for it to go poorly. You know, like if you're intentional about it and you're not just trying to check a box off, uh, a box off and you're, mm -hmm. Hey, I want to sharpen. I want to be sharpened. Um, I want to spur on toward love and good deeds. If you simplify it to what the Bible is saying about it, yeah. it seems like that would almost help us in, uh, uh, you know, reading that and meditating on that before we, you know, go to whatever the meeting is and, um, you might find out, you might find that someone else has got the same, same thoughts going in. Well, yeah. <clears throat> another, uh, another, uh, section of scripture that, that comes to mind is, uh, the, the time when Jesus was visiting with, uh, Mary and Martha. Mm -hmm. So, and th this may sound contradictory to, to the way we just said it, but, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think we definitely need to balance these concepts, though, because there it seemed like his message was much more of one that's like, just relax, you know, relax with me, um, spend time, you don't have to get everything perfect. And, you know, it, this idea of uh, Mary was uh, wanting to visit with Jesus. That's right. She just sat at his feet and listened. Yeah. And Martha was more concerned with, I, I mean, I don't, I don't remember how it said it in the Bible, but I, I remember like, like the way I remember the story was like, she was probably more concerned with, uh, with making the food right or, you know, whatever yeah. it was, the yeah. setting the table and, you know, all that type of stuff. And, uh, and she was kind of missing the point. Like they have this important guest and, and, she's doing what we would all do, you know, like try to make everything perfect, but she's actually missing the, the best part, which is the guest. 
So. Martha was spending all day trying to make her home look like a Pinterest home. Yeah. How do you strengthen friendships with other men? Send your comments and questions to homokentexperiment at gmail.com. Good day.